In a world where three pudgy history teachers discuss random aspects of history. I've got nothing. No, oh, Hatfield, we got you. Yeah, I, wait, who you calling pudgy? Yeah, man, that's kind of rude. No, I'm rude. So, it's a History Bros. We're back at it here uh, a week after the last time we were at it. And uh, we're here with you and ourselves and what other uh, drinks we may be having uh, for whatever personal reasons we may be having them. Uh, me personally, it's a Diet Pepsi, caffeine-free. Uh, Geldmacher, I believe it's a Bloody Mary. And Hatfield, we're not sure. It might be a tall, steaming glass of Worcestershire sauce. Hey, guys, how you doing? That's, uh, that's, that's usually my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, I, welcome to the history, bros. Personally, I'm I'm looking forward to a nice steaming glass of Worcestershire sauce when we get done. Do you, do you put that in your Bloody Mary? Uh, no, I'm just gonna just mainline it. Just put it right in the vein. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> a little fermented sardine for uh, Geldmacher. Uh, have sardines are great, man. Well, no, it's it's not sardines. It's um, isn't it um. Yeah, um, well, it said sardines on Wikipedia. It's not it. sard- <laughs> Stunned yeah, silence. Here we go. <laughs> Stunned we silence. Go. <laughs> do, I, do we need to retire this one again? I mean, how many times can we bury that? That wasn't a joke. It's true. Well, you I can't mean, bury the, the Rolling truth. Stones. How many? How many farewell tours of of you know major musical acts done? Okay, okay, okay. Back. Point made. Point <laughs> made. Exactly. Point made. I got you. I, I hear you. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I had another line that I was going to bring to you guys, but I forgot what it was now because I got distracted by <laughs> talking about dead fish and how it turns into something you can eat. So anyway. I, I, I'm, yep. <laughs> it happened. Exactly. Hatfield, uh, or no, I know what I was going to no, say. It's- it's not wait. It's an, it's anchovies. It's not sardines. It's I'm sorry, anchovies. It's anchovies. Well, they're the same yeah. dang thing. They're not the same. Th- How dare you? How dare you? Now I know that you're nowhere near a body of water, but you know <laughs> you need to know the difference. <laughs> Who's ranting today? I mean, anchovies and sardines are not. Anchovies are much smaller. They're considerably saltier. Right and and uh, sardines are just you know fish in a can. Do they both come in a can? <laughs> well, I mean they both they well, both then. do, but one's not salty. I mean sardines are, you know they're not. You can just you know the sad, they don't have. The sad what? part is here that that I probably insulted more than just Hatfield. There's people that say, "How dare you, Voss's dis?" No, I love having anchovies on a pizza. Ooh. And it, it is also <laughs> a uh, uh, an ingredient of Caesar dressing as well. Anchovies yep. are not Ooh. sardine. Nope, nope, nope. You East so, Coasters um, are weird. Look, if I if I need if I need information about corn, you're the person I'm going to <laughs> leave everything else to me. Okay, right? fine. Hey, uh, I, I you know <laughs> we're recording this in the middle of the Daytona 500. Are are you pretty excited over there, Mister uh, NASCAR dude? I, as much as I would enjoy watching cars go really fast in a circle. Mm, Careful, careful. I'm not, I've never been 
I, I mean, you guys call me NASCAR, which is probably the biggest <laughs> sense of irony that you could possibly get because I do not care about car racing. You know what's funny is you, you say they just go in a circle fast, but sometimes they go in a straight line and kind of slow down, and then they come to a complete stop when they hit a wall really hard. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Wow. There you go. I'm yeah. sure Dale Earnhardt would think that was funny. Oh, hey, I wasn't man. going there, but you did, Holy I guess. cow. I guess you went what? there. Holy cow. You. I, I, I wasn't saying that. Wow. I was merely defending the, the NASCAR crowd. Oh my yeah, gosh. right. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, so this week in history. Good hey, good save there. 15th of 1764. This happened this week. St. Louis, Missouri is founded as a French trading post by Pierre Laclede. Uh, seriously? There you, you go. What every every week now you're gonna have a St. Louis one you put in there? Hey, I didn't put this one in there. Oh, that's that the last time too. <laughs> St. <laughs> Louis, um, I guess. Uh, so St. Louis was named after the French, but he's, he wasn't a saint, though, was he? Uh, he uh, the Louis that he's that St. Louis is named after was a saint, yes. Oh, really? What, what was his name? He was King Louis of France. He's a saint? One of them is, sure. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You're just, you're totally just, you're, you're, <laughs> rest, you're, you're resting on your laurels. That's what it is. Do I know, do I know which one? I believe it was, uh, oh goodness. You're, now you're going to put me on the spot and I don't. Oh, know. here we go. Here we go. No. It's, it's, I've got the, the magnifying glass. It's on you. Okay. King Louis Fourteenth. Wow, that was a quick Google search. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, February 15th, 1903, the first teddy bear introduced in America made by Morris and Rose Mitchtorn. Mitchtorn? I didn't put that one in there. Who did? <laughs> but yes, the first teddy bear. Um, obviously because of uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. That is correct. Um, don't I'm not entirely certain why. Um, I can help you out there. I think I think I think it is because he was known for being so cuddly. Right. So so here's yep. what happened. Um, and, and I'm going to mess up the state. I want I for some reason Texas comes to mind, but I don't think it is. It might be a western state. From what I understand is he got an invite from one of the governors of a state, and um, so he took him up on it because he was very much a an outdoorsman and a hunter and a conservationist. Um, and so the uh, governor says, "Let's go out and let's go bear hunting." All right. Um, and basically, after like three days, uh, supposedly they weren't finding any any bears. It was M- Mississippi, excuse me. It was in Mississippi. All right. And so basically what he did, what the governor did then, is went out and found a bear that was not doing well, and then they tied it to a tree. And then they said, hey, Teddy, come over here. We, we, we got something. Here, I think we got one for you. And oh, so, boy. Yeah, Teddy comes over and takes one look at it and says, um, that is extremely unsportsmanlike. I am not going to shoot that bear. No, we're not, no that's, that's not how this works. And supposedly after that, he, you know, the, the story gets out, and so now it's Teddy Roosevelt, the, the teddy bear lover. And so it's a, 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 
there was a political. That sounds like an epithet. Right. So there's a, 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 a political cartoon that comes out later, and then somebody starts making a bear, and so the bear go, happens. So was this at a Build-A-Bear, by any chance? <laughs> the, the very first. The very first Build-A-Bear. Okay. Yeah, the very right. first Build-A-Bear. Very nice. <laughs> hey, did you know the Build-A-Bear workshop is, uh, its world headquarters is in St. Louis, Missouri? Uh, everything's in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Is this the St. Louis uh, named after Louis the Fourteenth, or is this? Yes, um, yes, the same. The same. It, okay, I heard yep, that somewhere. Yep. Is there? A I, I'm, not, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I trust the source. <laughs> but, I don't know uh, what you mean by that, sir. I looked it up on Wikipedia. That's oh, that's the source. Uh, okay, here we go. That is the source. I mean, Wikipedia it does not get any better than that. I just don't un- wait. Where's your nickel? No. Did you spend no. it? No, I, with my last breath, I spit at thee. <laughs> you will Seriously? pry the nickel from his cold, dead hand. Right, right. <laughs> Moving along. All right. Rude. Well, I, yeah, I guess I can do that if you want me to. Um, so <laughs> on February 14th, mm, February 14th is Valentine's Day of 1929. There, a good reason. Oh, this check one. this out. Yeah. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago. Seven gangsters are going to be killed. Allegedly by Al Capone. Allegedly. I've um I've been there. You've been to Chicago? Well, I went I went me on a tour. Too, me and too. I went on a tour and I was at the place where the uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre took place. Well, that oh, the, that's cool. The garage doesn't exist anymore, though. Yeah, it's a parking lot now. But um, right. it was the North Side I, Gang. I, every time, well, see the thing. I've been on these like ghost tour type of things before, and yeah, I'm kind of yeah. like, God, this is all nonsense. So any place that we would be, he's like, Oh, well, this is where. So I pull out my phone and I'm like, Okay, well, we'll see about that. And lo and behold, yeah, this is where the St. Uh, Valentine's Day Massacre, they brought these guys in. 21. Um, and then they lined them all up against the wall, just shot yep. them, killed them dead. And, um, 2122 North Clark Street. I think yep. it was supposed to be, were they dressed up like police officers or some sort yes. of Yes, sir. That's correct. thing that was, uh, yeah, it was um, some sort of trick. But yeah, that was yep. the same night that we saw the pillar that was a gift to Chicago from Benito Mussolini. Oh, which is, is, is still blows my mind. But yeah. um. <laughs> so it was Bugs Moran. He was the leader of the North Side Gang, and that's who Capone wanted off. They were ne- they were never never able to prove that he was the one who, you know, said go do it. But that's that's who was yeah. That's that, who done it. That's who was behind it. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. 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 More, I think more than allegedly, but whatever. They use a couple of Thompson <laughs> submachine guns there. Um, you know, it's reenacted really well in a movie. One of my favorite movies of all time and probably one of the best movies of all time, at least according to a lot of lists. Um, you may have heard of it. Some like it hot. Ah, yes. I like the movie. Ha- have, not, have, not, have not watched it. Are you kidding me? No, That's my, a good my, Jack Lemmon, Marilyn Monroe. The first real gangster movie that I remember kind of watching was The Untouchables. It's oh, it's so a good. comedy, but it's like it's well, like in the top. Be, what could be funnier than seven gangsters getting gunned down in a garage? When two when Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon are on the run and have to dress as women and then fall in love with Marilyn Monroe, even though they're dressed as women. 
What the hell for, does that have to do with the Valentine's Day massacre? I think they don't they witness it. They witness like that? it, that's and that's the, the whole thing. They witness the Saint Valentine's yeah, Day yeah, yeah. massacre, and they have to run. So they go to go to uh, Florida to get away from Spats Colombo. Right. And so they're, they're down. Colombo, the, the detective. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> this is a it's Billy Wilder. Come on, man. Billy Wilder. The, he's the director. I don't know that one. It's, you don't. I, know I've heard of it. I just haven't watched it. I mean, yeah. My favorite so. uh, re- rendition of that <laughs> rendition. My favorite version of the murder is uh, is the movie The Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, in which uh, Jason Robards plays Al Capone. One of, it's really really good. Never heard. Of it. And it's named. It's it seems to be kind of a spoiler. Yeah. Right. I mean. It, yeah. Jeez, I didn't see that coming. It could be the St. Valentine's Day surprise. <laughs> um, or the who the who done it. I don't know. It's, right. Yeah, and then you have like, um then, then you have um oh Tim Curry show up and he's like, you know, who you know I was trying to do a reference, <laughs> but I, I can't do I a had Tim it. Curry. I, had it. I can't I can't do a Tim Curry you know accent. So um Who's Tim Curry? Oh, oh seriously! How fie upon thee! <laughs> oh my gosh! Seriously, you don't know who Tim Curry is? If you told, if I I knew what he was in, I might. Oh my, my gosh! Everything. He, the answer I, is everything. I weep for the future. <laughs> oh, gee, I, oh, seriously, come on! Gosh. Okay, you've se- you've seen the movie Clue? Please tell me. No. Mm. Oh, okay. Tim Curry! I okay. I saw a picture. Yeah, yes, he was Frankenfurter in uh, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show. show. Yes. Nah, that's that's Home that, that, Alone Two. Yeah, he that's the one that matters. Charlie's Angels. Home I mean, Alone the Two is the one that matters. Brilliant. He's also in of course he. Because he also had a big stroke, and he's um, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have like um, the the faculties that he's had before, which is tra- no, tragedy. Because that man is he. I mean, he was also in the the first It rendition that they did, which is I think a, yeah. a TV movie or whatever. He's in Scary he Movie Two. Just a brilliant, brilliant actor. Brilliant. Yes. Actor. So, right. Um. But anyway, know, yeah. know, know you're learning. No, I know who he is. I, I see him now, and <laughs> I remember from him from Home Alone too. He was the guy that he was the the, the hotel dude, kind of like you were used to used to was. I don't I was even the know manager. what you just said. I, I don't know just, what you just, just said. Geldy, just smile and nod. <laughs> smile and I got nod. you. I got you. All <laughs> right, February sixteenth, nineteen fifty nine. Fidel oh, Cat. Oh wait. Oh no. Wait. No, I ju- I skipped one. I'm sorry. I skipped. Yeah, oh, that's okay. No, president. No, no, no. Go ahead. This no, is, no. Uh, February fifteenth, nineteen thirty-three. President-elect Franklin Roosevelt survives an assassination attempt. Ooh, there's foreshadowing into today. But he didn't get assassinated. Because, well, he survived it. I know. I said he survived it. You said he was foreshadowing. He didn't get assassinated later on. Foreshadowing. Never mind. Okay. Get it. Smile and nod. He survives <laughs> the assassination attempt, but Chicago Mayor Anton Cermak is mortally wounded. And he would die over a month later on March 29th. That's not good. Okay, so do you guys know anything about this attack? <laughs> no. So, no, I don't. No? Hang no, on. I do not. 
Let Sorry, me... I was having to switch out my headphones, Stein. It was in Miami, Florida. Uh, he was shot in the lung oh, wow. and mortally wounded by Giuseppe Zangara. Giuseppe. Yes, that is um, also... Um, that is also in that uh, the musical uh, Assassins. Okay, well, there you go. And Giuseppe Zangara actually winds up being um, electrocuted, right? I can find out. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> he is. Why don't uh, you look that up on Wikipedia? What do you think I'm doing? Nice. Uh, nah. uh, <laughs> yes, he was executed uh, in nineteen March twentieth. That's before the other guy died, right? Right. Of nineteen thirty-three yeah. in Old Sparky, the electric chair at Florida State Prison in Rayford. <laughs> that is not. They did not nickname it. <laughs> What'd you say? Old, old Sparky. You never heard that before. <laughs> that's that's just that's morbid. That's like that wait, is. Wait, wait, you've that never heard really of twisted. Old Sparky. You've never heard of Old Sparky before. No. Seriously? Awesome. Oh, I've heard that forever. <laughs> wow. Yeah, was... Giuseppe Zangara is um Dead. there's a, a song dead. for him. Um and they uh and the thing is is that he the ending of his song is he's getting fried in the electric chair. <laughs> in old Sparky. <laughs> in old Sparky, yeah. I guess. Is well, that wait, is it old or O L E? Uh either. Either is acceptable, but OLD would be more appropriate. Old Sparky. Okay. O- is it OL apostrophe? Oh, God. Well, you could do that, too. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so I've talked about my issues with... Um, You've got a lot of them. W- with trendy spelling oh, that. and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I used to date this girl in Jacksonville, Florida, and we were driving down the road, and they had a gas station that was called Lil Champ. L I L apostrophe champ. Is that like Lil Kim? I don't. I don't know. But I was like, I am so angry right now. I don't know why that bothers me so much. But I was just like, Lil, Lil. You're not even saying it. No one says Lil. It's little. It's little. It's not little. No. 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 I. No. I. I will. I will argue this point till the cows come home. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, recently, there's there's a commercial, and I don't even remember what the commercial's for, but uh, it was. Oh, you know what? It might have been Jimmy John's when they uh, came out with that that small sandwich called the Lil, Lil John, and they had the rapper named Lil John come on and, and oh yeah, advertise for it. And the guy goes, uh, "It's pronounced Lil John," <laughs> because the because the lady's no. like, "Oh, I can't no. believe we got I can't believe we got Little John." <laughs> no, no, no! You cannot be a tough rap star with Lil as your name. No, no. I think you can. <laughs> nope, nope. I, I want to see empirical evidence that demonstrates that this is an actual. No, 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 no. I don't no. understand what you're saying. I, I think it's just fine. I think you're, you I know, think you're getting into the. Uh, the you're wrong. Stuff. You're wrong. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> February sixteenth, nineteen fifty nine, Lil Fidel Castro <laughs> becomes the sixteenth prime minister of Cuba after overthrowing Fulgencio Batista. It would s- it would seem to me that that's kind of a big moment in the history of the world. 
Uh, kinda, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> little bit. Ah! Little, little bit. Ah! Little, little bit. Little bit. I honestly, a little bit. I, I, I have to say, I am so angry right now. Geldmacher, I gotta say, I am so happy that we figured out what his trigger is. Oh, oh, well, that's the trigger. Let's move on from Wikipedia and move on to trendy, crappy spelling of things because people are lazy and wait. don't want to actually spell the things out. It, yeah, okay, wait, wait, I'm wait, wait, the jerk here. <laughs> uh, is that crazy, or is that uh, crap with a, a C or with a K? Oh, boy. Oh, it's, boy. It's, there's an umlaut in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> What the? Oh boy! What is that? I don't know. Oh what God! You don't know curry. You don't know an umlaut. I I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are. This is so fun. <laughs> just, just, just stick to your 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 AI pig stuff and. Leave <laughs> That can spell and appreciate good film. Me sticks <laughs> touched a nerve. Rude, I think he just told you to stay in your lane. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Me stinks. We touched a nerve. I believe is how we spell. Geldmacher for the uh, the the uh, across whatever the. <laughs> what are you saying? What I'm you trying saying? to do the. Was it the celebrity squares or the Hollywood squares or oh, whatever? The Hollywood squares. Yes. Yeah. For the block. For, the, for block. the block. No. Yeah. Okay. Or for the win. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, neither did Corn. What's that? Right, so. I know what Hollywood squares is. Of course, you? you'll Did know you really? that, but you don't know <laughs> Tim Curry. <laughs> well, I didn't know him by name. I knew him by picture. Just you're next. Just go. Just go. But I'm Just having. Go. But I'm having. I'm having fun. <laughs> Jr. February fourteenth, nineteen seventy one. Yeah, see, we have to label these so that we're not sitting here for 15 minutes going, who's doing the next one? Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Do you want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. You do it. So we start putting our initials beside these. For those of you who aren't understanding what Jason Rude's doing right now, so we, we put initials beside each of these, and now Jason's deciding to be very literal about the entire process. There's the inside joke. What's funny? What's funny is that we did this in an effort to make it more efficient. You see, you see where that's where that's gotten us. It's, we it's it's like one step forward and fifteen steps back with the history bro. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Balling. <laughs> <laughs> the hair in his ears. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Whoa. Jamestown jerky. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, Sorry. wait. Let me try my Trump card. What? You purchased whoa. a Homeland card of Pitman. Pitman. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pitman, huh? Whatever. Whatever. You bought it. You, you said can Trump call it whatever card. you want. You said Trump card. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it's like that's my ace in the hole. It's because oh. you purchased a card with my face on it. So I, boom. Well, that's because I love you. <laughs> what? What? I mean, you make it sound like I shouldn't love you. It's I. I am now the big champ. I don't know. Do Nobody you? ever said you weren't. 
All right, so continue. <laughs> JR, oh, February 14th. Keep God. reading. <laughs> 1971. Yes. Oh, that, I know who that is. Richard Nixon installs secret oh, taping system God. in the White House. And I believe <laughs> that's going to end up being kind of a downfall for him because there's this thing called Watergate that I heard about once. I'm sure it's going to be perfectly fine. I'm sure it'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, Hat- Hatfield, everything works out. Everything's great. Hatfield probably <laughs> remembers Watergate. <laughs> Hatfield, do you Ooh. remember Watergate? All right, so um, the last one... <laughs> No, seriously, um, seriously, seriously, seriously. The last one is is actually kind of serious. But hang um, on, I okay. I was serious. Do you remember Watergate? Uh, no, I was. That was seventy. What two? One. Well, three. That, okay, that was two years before I was born, which is thirty years before you were born. So okay. let's keep moving. I just I was just checking, just checking. Okay, I'm so, sorry. Uh, Hatfield, uh, today Hat, oh, oh, is uh, is okay. is kind of a sad day. Okay. Uh, because Donald Stratton, who was a, a survivor of the December 7th, 1941 attack on Pearl Harbor, uh, he passed away last night. Oh. Um, he wrote a book called All the Gallant Men, a first memoir by a USS Arizona survivor, which I have a signed copy of, which I'm looking at oh, right cool. now. Uh, we talked about um, this book here a few episodes back. Yeah, a um, yeah. friend of my wife's, her son, became really good friends um, with uh, him via a, well, there was a, a, a news, uh, a televised um, interview with him about it. And her, her son became like really, no, I wouldn't say obsessed, but he was interested in this guy's story and became really good friends with him. Mm-hmm. And... Um, According to an article that I was taking a look at, um, Donald Stratton, Staler, who survived the December 7th, 1941 attack on Pearl Harbor with serious burns, but uh, returned to the war and later devoted his years to honoring the terrible sacrifice of his shipmates, died peacefully in his sleep Saturday night, and he was 97. Mm, that's a shame. There's only about <clears throat> a handful. Uh, he, I don't think he's going to be interred into the USS Arizona. <clears throat> I, I don't think so um, either. But um, as a seaman first class, Stratton had to scale three ladders to reach his battle station on board the battleship Arizona's sky control platform before general quarters sounded amid the bedlam of the Japanese attack that launched the United States into World War II. His job was to direct four of the five-inch guns in his port side section. We were firing, Stratton recalled in a 2006 interview with World War II magazine, a sister publication of the Navy Times, which is where I got this article from. Mm -hmm. There were only 50 rounds of ammunition in the ready box behind each gun, and I could see that some of the crews had to break the locks off the boxes to load their guns because it was a Sunday, so all this kind of stuff was already locked up. By the uh, 2006 interview, Stratton was one of only a handful of Arizona survivors still left alive. Most of the crew, 1,177 officers and sailors, died on that terrible morning in 1941. The vast majority of the Arizona survivors were ashore when the bombs fell and didn't witness the carnage from the deck of the doomed battleship. Um, the forward magazines of the battleship Arizona explode after being hit by a Japanese bomb. Um, the forward magazines of the battleship Arizona explode. Oh, that was, uh, oh, that, I'm sorry. That was a picture. 
As the Japanese dive bombers found their target, Stratton's guns blazed away for only six minutes. An armor-piercing bomb from a Japanese plane struck near the Arizona's turret, too, sawing through the steel deck and within seven seconds ignited the magazines in the forward section of the warship. Um, he recalled that there was a ball of flame that went about five to 600 feet in the air, and it just engulfed the whole foremast up there where we were and the whole bow of the ship. The explosion cleaved the battleship in half, rained metal upon Ford Island, and unleashed fires that raged for two days across uh, what was left of Stratton's vessel. As soon as I came to my senses, I tried to hide under some of the equipment to keep away from the blaze. While they still got burned, the fire came right into the director. Hmm. Um, and the scorch survived. Uh, it says Donald Stratton details uh, the physical and mental scars left. He was torched from thighs to ankle and across his back, arms, and left torso plus his face. He was burned bald on his head, and the flames had chewed through part of an ear. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, he survived. I mean, so that one that, you know, explodes, I mean, that's that's the one that he was on when it happened. And a friend of mine had gone. He just went this past. Uh, this was maybe a couple years ago. He went to the last. He went to the memorial at um, in Pearl Harbor and he was doing book signings. And the, my friend, uh, my wife's friend had. um asked if I would be willing to if I wanted to get a book signed uh, a copy signed and I mean how many opportunities do you get to have you know a book signed by someone who survived Pearl Harbor right so um I was like please I'll you know pay you whatever you need and so she um she bought the book she had him sign it it says Donald Stratton survivor USS Arizona 127. 41 and it's in his book all the gallant men that he um, wrote with ken guyer and so um but he passed away and um she had um let me actually pull up she had actually um posted something on i guess it was facebook it was a uh, christina hunsinger nestrick she's the uh the a uh, friend of my wife's whose son is, I mean, just became like really good friends, but she had posted um, the post. I hoped somehow I never would have to write last night. America lost a legend and her son Landon lost his hero. Donald G Stratton passed away peacefully in his sleep, surrounded by loved ones last night. I'm heartbroken and at a loss of words. So, um, just wanted to take a moment through all the nonsensical stuff that we've been throwing around to just kind of um, honor his passing and the sacrifice that he had to have survived one of the uh, most iconic attacks in U.S. history. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so anyway, Donald Stratton passed away in his sleep last night. So, uh onwards and upwards you know i i think it's uh, appropriate for us to have a uh, a moment of silence here on the podcast to honor uh donald stratton and everything he represents
And we'll be back after this with more History Bros. Lose my leech! Camelot. 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 It's only a model. And we are back here, ready to talk about the uh, gentleman whose reign was known as Camelot. Uh, but uh, before we get to JFK and the mind-blowing experience he had, we're going oh, to... Oh, <laughs> Wow. 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 Oh, I, I believe Hatfield has something that I kind of jumped the gun on earlier and didn't didn't let him finish up. No, so. it was my fault. I should have uh, I should have uh, mentioned something about it. I wanted to try and introduce a potentially reoccurring, not every episode, but reoccurring segment that I like to refer to as the most interesting person in history. Okay. Even though we'll be doing a series, so one of the most interesting people. No, it's in ironic. Let's leave it. That's fine. Just right. No, hey, well, before you start, <laughs> I appreciate that you want to recognize me for being the most interesting person in history, but we can just talk about it in, in general. We don't have to have a special segment. Let's not quit the day job just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lorenk. Peter Alfred Freuchen, who was born on February 2nd, 1886, and died on wow. September 2nd, 1957, was a six foot seven inch tall Danish explorer um, who uh, rode a dog sled 1,000 kilometers across the Greenland ice cap in the 19 teens. Uh, he killed a wolf with his bare hands and escaped a Nazi death warrant at the height of the Third Reich. Now, according to his many memoirs, which he kept, um, he wrote more than a dozen, he encountered death at almost every turn. He was trapped for several several days in an avalanche. Uh, a camp cook almost shot him, thinking he was a bear. Um, he fell through a hole in fetid sea ice and had to have a team of sled dogs pull him out. He stabbed his own thigh with a harpoon as he climbed down the glacier using ropes made out of seal skin. And he got trapped in a snow cave because the warmth from his breath formed an impassable crust in the opening. Now. Oh, cool. So kind of he's done a whole lot. How do you get mistaken for a bear? Because of what he would have to wear in such cold climates. All right, fine. This is like the big fur, you know, outfits and whatnot. All right, I'll give you that. Um, so he now, from what I understand, I don't know about the snow cave. I'm wanting to say that this was dealing with his days in the avalanche. Um, his breath started to actually help freeze him in where he was, and it actually compacted the snow, um, so and the ice, so that it was actually becoming more. Instead of like soft, powdery snow, it was becoming more, uh, I guess, structurally sound. Well, that would sound counterintuitive. Well, in what, breathing? No, packing yourself <laughs> in. What? <laughs> packing yourself in. Breathing, no. No, I he mean, didn't pack himself in. It was his breath that was well, actually. That's what I mean, not intentionally. Right. Well, but here's the thing. So how would you get yourself out? In a situation such as this, me, I'm a modern person. I would do what a modern person does. 
I'd get out my you cell phone. The first year of corn that you had and start digging. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, I get oh, out my hey, cell phone. I got, some, I got some stuff to pay back right now. So <laughs> I get out my cell phone spelled uh, S E L F O N E. S E L. I don't. What did I. A cell what? phone. Did I pass out? What did I miss? S E L? Did you really call a cell phone S E L? Well, yeah, because that's how you like to spell stuff. I must have passed out. Stunned I, silence. I, wait, I'm wow. I'm trying to see if I'm smelling burning toast right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. anyway, um, in order to escape from his encapsulation in this ice, oh he fashioned a chisel, um, that was allegedly, um, created from his own frozen feces. Mm. <laughs> so, so in other words this is a good excuse or um let's say it's a good cause for eating more fiber because oh, wow. because you know if you're eating a lot of fatty foods and it's kind of um well, let's say it's not fully formed then you can't chisel your way out of an ice cake so you need so, you need a turd that's that's good and solid Right. So he he apparently sculpted um, a chisel out of his own excrement and chiseled his way out of this particular snow cave. As um, you do. And while he was stuck whittling away, um, one of his feet became so frozen um, that um, some of the things that I read about said that he was starting to develop gangrene. He's holding his turds. Well, he wasn't chiseling his. He wasn't chiseling his foot. No, he was holding his. He was holding his turds. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, keep going. So anyway, so his one of his feet froze so severely, and he actually wound up having to crawl a considerable amount of distance uh, back to camp, and then wound up using. Um, a pair of pliers to um, remove his foot and without using anesthesia. So he used the. Why didn't he use the pliers in the first place instead of making a. a, a, a because a, those were apparently at the camp. A poo chisel. <sighs> oh my God. How does. Oh, you're welcome. Hashtag poo chisel. I'm sh- I'm sure he only used a little bit. <laughs> I, I I do well have done, to sir. I have to question something here. How does a person even come across such a story of such a turd tickler? Jeez! <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! That was a that was top shelf comedy at that one. Well, um, you brought it up. No, it- it was a um, a uh, friend of mine had posted something on Facebook, and this is what your friends just... post. Well, he's been posting. He's been trying to post things that he feels are, um, I guess, more factual or little known fact, little known facts. And um, one of the things he said was that this guy had used a chisel or used his poo chisel. <laughs> his he was using his. Shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get what you're doing there. <laughs> that was to a amputate his own foot. You just said he and wasn't doing that. 
that's well that's why i looked it up and found out that that's not what he had used and so of course i had to say no that's not entirely the story so wait snopes is out there checking on guys turds no i found this through some other um sources i was using reputable (laughs) sources instead of the ones that you like to keep going to snopes is reputable well i'm not saying that you just did you hurt my feelings you hurt my feelings uh, did I? Oh, pudding. No. <laughs> oh, boy. No, so I did some research, and I was like, wow, this guy actually did, like, amputate his own foot with a pair of pliers. But he hmm. apparently, allegedly did fashion a shizzle out of his own feces and um, uh, chipped his way out of an ice cave. Now, I mean... You tell me, Jason, how much corn do you need to eat to have that work out? Corn does not make a good chisel. <laughs> you need wheat. Yeah, but you usually find that the most in your poo. No, no, you need you need wheat. That will solid you back up. That's the fiber. You don't need <laughs> corn. That's going to loosen it up. <laughs> solid you back up. <laughs> I can't believe that this is where we're going. This is a reputable reputable podcast and we're this here con- is an actual factual event it's not something i just made up i'm not saying it is but we're it seems that we're focused on one particular aspect which seems to be uh, the bottom so to speak well it's pretty it's a pretty fascinating you know turn of events you gotta admit yeah. i mean how many times oh. in history have you known of someone to fashion a instrument out of um their feces. All I can say is something about this stinks. Right. Oh, boy. It's a fair <laughs> question. It's a fair question. <laughs> I mean, it just... Ugh. Something All is... Right. A f- yeah, okay, moving right so along. So anyway, that is um, the first se- uh, the first installment of the most interesting person in history. Oh, all right. Th- well, that's go. going in the Hall of Fame just because it's the first, but also because... Oh, well, never mind. We're moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. I can't even. I can't even. Oh. You know why middle school kids always walk in uh, groups of three, five, or seven? Why? Because they can't even. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. middle school jokes. And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> oh my lord. Exactly. uh, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Poo chisel. Okay, so (laughs) you don't want to go. Okay, so Geldmacher just updated uh, Facebook. What? And he said hashtag poo chisel. I thought chisel was much better. I had sent this out right before you said that. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So anyway, all right. There are so, serious people that have been in contact wanting to sponsor us on a national level, and this is the best we got is poo chisel. Because yeah. <laughs> it's because it's funny. <laughs> it's it's high brow comedy. It's high something, all right. No, oh I mean, but it's God. anyway. All right, so moving what's, along. Whoa, what's what's next? The brown note. <laughs> No, that's he, 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 that doesn't even make any sense. The whole it's, world poops their pants. It's a it's a hard brown note. 
Oh, well, I think mm. it's it loosens no. up if you eat enough no, corn. No, it's not. If you, wow. if you eat enough corn, it loosens <laughs> up. Listen, listen. I That's apologize if I have taken us about. down into the gutter, but this is an actual historical situation that took place, and I just thought it was something that was pretty unique. You don't hear about a lot of people that killed wolves with their bare hands now, and I do have a question. saved their own life by creating yep. a shizzle. So this was in a cold climate, correct? Yes, this was um okay. this was he nope. was part nope. of one of a series of uh I think they were called the Thule um expeditions T H U L E. Um nope, this was in, uh this was in Arizona. Sorry. Was yes. it seriously? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, wh where did this happen? Seriously. Was it a No, cold it climate? was uh this was during a period where they were trying to um they were doing a lot of explore, uh, exploration of uh, the Arctic. Okay, so here's the thing. He did not have fiber. He just froze his poop. Not that hard. Well, it is hard then after you freeze it. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say now. I, you know, the, yeah. guy, the guy who says that we should be doing something different than this <laughs> toilet humor because of sponsorships T is the guy who keeps... Who <laughs> took keeps a moment. <laughs> took a moment to make sure that we drove this point home. Yes. Yeah, I get that. So anyway, okay. uh, Kennedy and his uh, <laughs> Kennedy and his experiences of uh, well a bad headache. Um, his vacation to yeah. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, they wow. said it was a good flight it. in. The flight home. I was, said it. The so the meat of our show today is referencing another mm. uh, JFK conspiracies. Basically, sure. we're going back two episodes or three episodes and picking up where we had planned to go, but somebody. Uh, we won't point to where. Uh, we will not. Um, kind of went a different direction. It was great. It was fun. But we're going to go back and yeah, pick up what we didn't do. So yes. with that, uh, would would somebody like to tell the story, according to the Warren Commission, of what happened? Well, according to the Warren Commission, these little trolls came out of the ground and... No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> That's the conspiracy theorist. Were these were these um, the ones with the the big poofy hair that sticks straight up? Uh, no, they actually resembled more like Smurfs. So oh, okay, blue, blue skin, wild, white clothes. Um, no, uh, so they the Warren Commission says <laughs> I'm trying. The Warren Commission says that uh, President Kennedy was assassinated by a single gunman. Uh, shooting from the from the Texas School Book Depository building. Yep, Dealey Plaza. Yeah, Elm Street. Yeah, that's the one. <clears throat> and so basically, he uh, the uh, limousine is riding in an open top uh, because yep. uh, Kennedy wants the exposure because he's trying to connect with voters in Texas so they can win Texas because it's very much a key state. Worked well for Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, LBJ. Right. Well. It, it, I will say this. If you are interested in a non-conspiracy JFK book, there's two of them that are out there. Well, a few of them, but it's actually guys that have been written by his his detail, his his uh, Secret Service detail. One is called the Kennedy Detail, and I always forget the guy's name, but he was assigned to the Kennedy or to the Kennedy Detail and was not on the at the site of that, but certainly was involved in it and gives a very good. Um, talk about it and then another book is called uh mrs kennedy and me written by uh it's not clint howard clint um i know you're talking about i can't oh, think of his last name either yeah he he's he was mrs kennedy's 
Secret Service agent. Uh, and then he's also got yep. one. He wrote one called Five Days in Dallas um, that specifically talks about his experience of the assassination in Dallas. Um, right. If you want an insider's uh, track on on the story, those are three outstanding books. Um, Clint Hill, that's his name. Um, Grand Rap- lives in Grand Rapids. Or does he live in Grand Rapids? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, he's still alive, uh, and the, the books are amazing. Just very, very interesting books. Very well mm-hmm. told stories. But, yeah, so anyway, um, sorry, I, I kind of cut you off. Do you want to keep going or do you want me to keep going? Go for it. All right, so the uh, limousine, open-top limousine, turns on to Dealey Plaza, and they had to slow down because it was a, uh, the, it was a sh- less than – 40 or less than 90 degree turn. So they actually had to turn down or slow down to make the corner, which is not ideal. Um, and then the uh, people were not being held back very well. So they were trying not to run anybody over. So they were slowed down to about 15 miles an hour. And Lee Harvey Oswald uh, from the book depository took three shots. Uh, according to the Warren Commission, two hit one. Allegedly. Missed. Right. Mm. That's why mm. I said according to the Warren Commission, two, two hit, one missed. Um, and then from there, uh, of course, uh, we see the president's head literally explode. We see Mrs. If Kennedy you... appear to go out of the, try to climb out, but in reality, what she was doing as she went back under the hood was she was trying to pull the pieces of his skull back into the vehicle. And then they go right. to Parkland Hospital, and that's a whole another fiasco. If you watch a stabilized version of the Zabruder film, it's it's really it's rough it's a rough yes. thing yeah it's horrific yeah yes. it's rough it is Definitely. it's uh, the, the viol- uh, clint hill describes it the sound that he heard not just the shot but he heard the impact and he he described it as a a watermelon hitting the ground the, that kind of hollow uh, sound uh. so um well that's just delightful right right so that is what the warren commission put out um right and was quite frankly accepted by most americans for a a number of years honestly Uh, approximately 15 years actually right um and it wasn't until really we had the the watergate scandal that we started seeing a little bit more um distrust in what the government was saying doing um it wasn't always people weren't quite so skeptical I mean, I'm not saying there was no skepticism. I'm just saying that it wasn't quite as bad as it is today and, and since. So let's take a look at some of the, the possible theories that are out there. Plausible well, theories. I mean, I know ancient aliens Hatfield, but. And I think that we should start with the 1979 U.S. House Select Committee on Assassinations. That was still something that was put out by the government. Okay, go ahead. You're familiar with that? I'm not Um, all that familiar, but I'm willing to listen. So there was enough demand to go back into this case in 19 in the, in the late seventies that the house assembled a select committee. Um, and they concluded after reviewing what information they reviewed that Kennedy was probably assassinated as the result of a conspiracy, meaning that they concluded that a second gunman besides Oswald probably also fired at Kennedy based on acoustic evidence that ended up later being discredited. Um, And let's go even further. 1998, the Assassinations Records Review Board, um, they took a look at information and they said that um, there were all kinds of inconsistencies in prior investigation, um, even so much as like 
pictures of Kennedy's brain were not actually pictures of Kennedy's brain. So someone had tried to pass, um, you know, all kinds of false information and inconsistency on as fact. So, what were they suggesting they were pictures of? A brain, but not. They were suggesting that these, the assassinations board, had information that were pictures of someone's brain. Um, it just they weren't. It turned out to be not Kennedy's. Ah. As a way to say, hey, there's something going on here, you know, kind of a kind of to feed the. Uh, I mean, really, just to feed that distrust in what the government is telling you. Right. Well, let me just ask you guys uh, what your thoughts are. Do you do you believe that this was um, that there was a conspiracy or do you believe that um, the I didn't know we were going Warren to commission this was early, correct, but Hatfield, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Huh? Not Hatfield. Gelmacher, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Go ahead. Okay. I uh, I think the Warren Commission actually got it right, to be totally honest with you. Um, I've been to a couple of EMS conferences that have actually done case studies on this. And from what I understand, um, the autopsy – so here's the thing. And, and like I said at the very beginning of this whole conversation, Parkland Hospital is a whole different fiasco after the the attack. Oh, um, sure. And, and so what you have is, and I'm going to use some PG-13 language here, you have, a pissing, <gasps> sorry, you have a pissing match between the Secret Service and the uh, Texas State Police, um, sure. Texas Rangers, who are, you've got yep. the, the Texas, author, Texas authorities saying it's our case, which technically it is their case to cover because at that time, killing the president was not a, a federal crime. And the Secret Service is saying, no, we're leaving and we're taking the body with us because we're not going to leave it here. We need to get back to Washington, D.C. And so you've got that pissing match going on. And then you've got an argument over who is actually going to be the medical professional in charge of the remains, not to mention what was – I mean, it was dealt with to an extent while he was still technically alive. Um, But like I said, after the fact, it was a mess. And so um, there was sort of a – uh, an autopsy done in Texas. There was another one done in um, uh, Washington D.C. But part of the problem that you've got is when they went to put the put a. Uh, I think they actually traked him on this to try to to get him breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They went in through the exit wound of one of the bullets, so it completely oh. screws up. Delightful. Yeah. Right. Not to mention the fact that there was never a forensic pathologist that actually did an autopsy. It was only like a medical, not, not even a medical examiner, but like an MD. So, I mean, they went and marked stuff, but it's not like, it's not somebody who knows what to look for as far as right. forensic investigations. So, um, right, right. my feeling is that the inconsistencies with all the, that allow a lot of these theories to exist exists because of a bad autopsy and because of uh, interventions that were performed in the attempt to save his life, destroying evidence. Um, yeah. You know, and then now, just... Well, so that's my thing. Why, why do you think that this is a, a bad autopsy? I mean, w- I would think that... This is something that I'm not overly uh, versed in, but wouldn't they have, like, the, the, the top people... No, they didn't. No, No, that's the the problem. They didn't have that. They basically had 
whoever was available, and it was an MD. It was not a forensic pathologist. Yeah, it was whoever was on call that day at Parkland Hospital. Yes. Hmm. And then when they came back, I don't think it was a forensic... Well, I, I forget exactly who did. They did a second one in Washington, D.C., but there was things that had was changed. Was that at Walter Reed? Possibly. Okay. I wasn't sure. I, and I, I'm going completely off of memory, so if I'm way off here, somebody get um, on Facebook and let me know angrily, Have hopefully. you seen the movie Park? It's I think it's called Parkland. I haven't seen the... Yes, I have, but I haven't... Uh, it is fantastic. Yes. It's fantastic. I think... Um, is it, I think it's Colin Hanks is in that actually. I think you're Tom's right. son. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but seriously, it is a fantastic movie. Um, it addresses the just the absolute chaos that was taking place uh, in that hospital that day. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's and it's uh, yeah, it, it actually it actually uh, looks at things. Um, uh, also from uh, if I'm thinking of the same movie from like the the perspective of the Oswald family as well. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Great movie. Yeah. So no, I, I, I believe that Oswald acted alone. Now, whether or not there's a bigger conspiracy that he was put up to it. Okay. That, that I, I don't know enough about, but as far as like the grassy knoll thing, which is one of the conspiracies we'll talk about here, I don't believe in it. I think there's compelling stories and evidence that could be made. Obviously, Kevin Costner did it very, very well, but you know. There you go. So yeah. sorry, uh, Hatfield or not Hatfield, Geldmacher. Go ahead. Um. Okay. So when I was younger, uh, there I I I maintained. Um, that there was no way that um, it couldn't have been something else. Um, you know, I, I had seen JFK. I had seen all of the History Channel, you know, special editions where they recreated Dealey Plaza and the warehouse and how they used lasers and, you mm-hmm. know, recreated everything they possibly could. Um, I was certain that something else was going on, um, probably fueled by that mistrust for the government. Um, and I guess over the course of the last, you know, 10 or so years, it kind of has, uh, you know, I've just come to the realization that, you know, the, the, the easiest explanation is probably the right one. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Rude. I, I kind of feel like. He did it alone. I, I really do. Um, I, it's, it's weird to hear myself say it. That's how definitive I, I have always really been about this. Um, but I, I kind of feel like it's that's that's the deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hatfield, do you hold a position on this? Um, again... I mean, knowing what I know and understanding that um, that Oswald was the one person, um, but also considering the fact that because how many times did Oswald fire within a period of time? Three, three times, three times. And how long? Five seconds. Um, Was it five seconds? I believe so. I think it's a little bit longer than that, but it's fine. 
It could be I mean, three shots in five seconds is, um, I, as I recall from, um, I believe it was Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Um, it was, uh, it's pretty impressive. And so there's, um, for him to have done that, um, I mean, uh, my personal belief is that he was probably the only person. I think that if there was a second shot fired or a second gun position, more people probably would have known about it. Um, I understand there was the whole grassy knoll kind of thing and whatever, but, um, um, I've not watched JFK. Um, what? so I, I haven't watched JFK. We, we've, we've covered this. Yeah. We talked, well, we talked about this during the break. Oh, Oh, I, I, I'm almost, I could almost swear we talked about it on the show. Okay. Oh. But yeah, yeah, I've not watched it. So I, you know, I'm not, uh, my belief is that, you know, uh, but here's the thing though, is that to have Oswald killed as he's being, you know, transported, um, leads me to believe that, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the yeah, 1960s. That's, a, that's an easy it, answer. Yeah. It's, it's not, not, an e- not an easy answer as in, oh, you're, you're copping out. It's an easy answer as in, well, there's so much going on. Well, I know that people were upset about, you know, uh, Kennedy being assassinated. There were a lot of people sure. that were upset about that. But considering Jack Ruby, his <laughs> ties to, um, I, did he have mob ties, right? It's yeah. alleged that he had ties to organized crime, yes. Okay, so then, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, it, it just makes the story. It's kind of like the Cole Kensington runestone. It's right. like, okay, right, right. well, there's some issues that could be, okay, well, this makes things a little bit more complicated, but that doesn't necessarily change the outcome. Sure. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, so in, in short, um, I, I do believe that Oswald was probably the lone shooter, but I have to give him mad props for being able to be as accurate as he was within the course of five seconds as dark or as horrible. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Um, but you know, you know, for someone shooting from, you know, a a sniping position, you know, he was able to hit him what twice. Yes. In five seconds. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that, I mean, (sighs) There's something to be said about that. <laughs> there is. Yeah, I mean, there's. It, it, don't get me wrong. There, I I agree that there's a. Like I said, there are a lot of things, and I have a lot of questions. Um, Such but a, I'm willing to accept that. Well, I mean, you can start with some of the logistical things. Uh, you know, if you've, and I'm, because I'm this way. I pulled up Google Maps. And I'm looking at an overhead of Dealey Plaza, and I have to ask, why in the world didn't they just stay on Main Street? Why did they have to turn right onto Houston? Why did they have to to take that way in the first place? Because they Um, wanted to go through Dealey Plaza because that's where the most people could see him. It was all about No, no, no. Main Main Street goes right through Dealey Plaza. Right, but it's on the back side. Let me pull it up again. Here, I've heard an explanation for this. <laughs> and, no, seriously, and if you can explain it. That would be that would be great. Uh, because if you if you're not familiar with how Dealey Plaza is situated, it's a it's um it's crazy. It sits amongst three streets. Uh, Main Street runs right down the middle, and Elm and Commerce are 
city, a full city block away from Maine, but they converge and kind of come in towards Main Street, so almost like a, the top half of, the, of an hourglass, um, and meet under what is called the Triple Underpass, which is a railway railway uh, overpass. Um, you know, you, they were on Main Street. That's one of the major questions I have: is why not just stay on Main Street? Why have to turn on to North Houston and then on to Elm in the first place? I, th- I think it invites those types of questions for obvious right. reasons, I think. So that's the whole thing is by do if they had gone the other direction, they, they weren't able to get as many people in there. It, it, that's literally what it was because Secret Service says, no, we want to go on Main Street. Ugh. And they were told, no, we're going up to Elm because that's where the people will be. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know. It's hmm. nuts, but that's, I don't want to sit here and say it's Kennedy's fault, but Kennedy, Kennedy and his political oh, advisors what? were behind a lot of those decisions and it put him in some compromised positions as we well see. You know what? As I'm looking at it now, it makes sense because I might have an answer. I might have debunked my own question. Um, so knowing that he was after the motorcade was headed north. Um, and I don't remember where he was headed to after that. He was headed to a speech that he never gave. And, yeah, he um, wasn't coming down Main Street. He came up, or was he? They came down Main Street. Yes, they came down Main Street. Took a took a right onto North Houston That's and then right. took a left onto Elm. I think the reason that they were on Elm, and again, I think I made the answer to my question, is that Main Street does, even though it goes under the same underpass, does not then connect to the thirty, the Interstate thirty five. Uh, Main Street continues to go underneath. The highway but elm street is where the exit ramp is to get onto the highway right which is where they were headed that makes 100 percent sense now ha see i debunked my i answered my own question debunked my own conspiracy theory all right <laughs> look at you look at you who's I a grown know. up i know who's <laughs> a big boy <laughs> <laughs> no that actually makes sense now that i sit and, and look at it and they uh and see how that works out there's a a, a book out there that my dad had for years called Fatal Air uh, by Bonner Menninger. And I never read it. I, I kind of, well, I actually don't want to now because of what it says. But I looked at the pictures in it, and I, I mean, I know what it basically says. Is in that one, they suggest that JFK was actually accidentally shot by the AR-15 that the Secret Service had in the second limo. As in oh, like, God. Yeah, as in like the guy heard the shot, pulled the gun up, and as the car accelerated, he falls backward, accidentally pulled the trigger, and that's what actually shot JFK fatally. Oh, dear Lord. Come on. That's how I feel about it, too. <laughs> that's, 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 I have so many issues with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Oh. You know, I, I just, that that's one of them that's out there. I, I. You know, and his family's defended it. <laughs> he defended well, it. He's dead now, but. Well, of course, it's his written work, I'm sure. Right. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, we, I think we got everybody's opinions on this. Let's, um, I've got a CNN article that talks about the top five, <laughs> cause it's a headline. It's a, you know, it's list worthy. Um, oh, yeah. Please tell me this is, has nothing to do with a Nazi airport. <laughs> no, 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 nothing, nothing to do with it. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, so here is what, and this gentleman's name is Perry, and his name is. Let me get his name here real quick. Sorry, Dave Perry. He is a uh, conspiracy theory expert, and he Wait. has done tons of work on all of this Kennedy stuff. And these are the, the as it's a, again, it's a CNN report. It's this is the top five uh, conspiracy theories. Okay, oh, so boy. you guys want to go five to one, or you want to go just one to five? What do you want to do? Surprise me, Ra- randomize okay. it. Because, well, well, let's go start. Let's, five. let's start with five and then go backward. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna actually now that I look at it, I want to do the last one because this is the last one is the one he says actually could be feasible. Okay. So um, number one is that LBJ was behind it. Right. Yeah. Because he won the presidency, supposedly. Some sure. people, some people thought the same thing about uh, the Lincoln assassination too. Right. That Lyndon Johnson wanted him killed. Uh, yes, that yeah, Lyndon no. Johnson. <laughs> they had they had put a fake birth announcement in a Hawaii newspaper. What? Wait a minute. Yeah, it's well, it's funny because wait, oh my god, oh my god, Lyndon Johnson, Andrew Ooh. Johnson. Whoa, Lincoln, what? JFK, it's it's all it's the Illuminati. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Shall I keep going? Yes. By the way, Number it was Edward yeah. I was going to say it was Edward Stanton that was supposedly trying to to get his way into the White ah, House. But there you go. Keep going. Uh, number number 2, the, the that the military industrial complex did it. So this yeah. is uh, this is because they they uh, and Oliver Stone discusses this in uh, in JFK too I believe that he w- that Kennedy was getting ready to sign some sort of order that was going to pull troops out of Vietnam and the military didn't like that so they had him taken out right mm. yeah I mm. do what you want with that I don't mm. I don't I'm not buying. I... Yeah, that's that would be a huge, literally <laughs> military coup. And no, I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Next, that the mob did it. Oh yeah, because well, RFK was doing <laughs> things to try to take down big business and mobster sure activities that didn't like that. Right. Yeah, I still but they would have gone after RFK, and no one did that. Uh, uh, uh. Sir Ann, Sir I see what you did there. You rat. yeah, I did that. I did that. No, I don't think that. I don't know. I don't. They would have gone after him more so than his brother. That would seem counterintuitive. Maybe, but at the same time, if you take his brother out, the new guy may not hold on to you know. And obviously, right. we know what's going to happen later. Maybe mm, the plot thickens. Hard sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same boat. Uh, number four, and uh, this kind of conjures up some Lincoln type stuff uh, that Oswald acted alone as part of an unknown conspiracy. So he was an, an a lone player, um, but a player in a in a much larger plan, kind of like John. That I could buy. Uh, so I don't know what the the plausible one that they're going to try to say is actually plausible, but that to me actually mm. is more plausible than most any other things. And I don't disagree with you. I, uh, you know, if and again, this I'm kind of wavering back into my uh, distrust of the of the government uh, kind of scenario. But 
I agree with you. You know, and I'm not saying he, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it, it did, but I mean, that one to me is the most plausible explanation beyond the Warren sure. Commission. That I he was it. part of a, a broader conspiracy that hasn't been determined. Well, like, so somebody uh, told him to do it and he's just the guy who went to, to do it. Well, and he, I mean, he says he's just a patsy, you know, there's, you know, very famous video of him saying that, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he's just one guy almost insinuating that he's he was just the guy to pull the trigger but there are others involved right so well yeah. what was what was uh oswald's uh intent do we know was there any to I mean, kill the president questioned to kill the president yeah but right. why for what end because he was mad about what uh, so you do know that he was a, he was communist, right? I, I did hear that there were, you know, he had had some uh, communist ties and he had been, he had spent some time, I think in the Soviet union. He, for a lived, time. he had lived in Russia. He got kicked out of Russia because they said even he was too extreme for them. So he came back here. He was trying to get into Cuba and couldn't. Um, and I think, I think if you were to ask him, he would say that some of it has to do with ill feelings over the whole Bay of Pigs invasion. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Now, okay. I've never right. talked to the guy, so I don't know for sure. So before we get too into the weeds, let me go ahead and give you the fifth one, okay? Okay. Okay. And let me preface this one by saying, this is, uh, I'm reading right from the article, um, again, 2018, CNN.com. This is the conspiracy theory that interests Perry the most. Quote, the problem is, of all of them, this is the one I can't debunk. End quote. He laughs. Okay? Okay. Aliens. That the, CIA, that the CIA did it. I've heard that one before. <laughs> and I don't... N- Again, let me, I, don't, let me, I don't know let me give why. You, let me give you some more. And then, well, it, it kind of goes into this. Okay, so it, t- okay. it talks about supposedly with... Ken, and again, I'm, I'm reading right from the article, so I'm not, I'm not feeding more into this than there is. Supposedly, Kennedy was fed up with shenanigans that the CIA was pulling. He found out that the CIA was trying to kill Castro, which apparently turns out to be true. Uh, So the (laughs) argument is that the CIA felt that Kennedy was going to disband them, like take down the CIA. And as a result, they were the ones that ordered the killing Kennedy. points out that the former head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, was a member of the Warren Commission. Um, Obviously, the commission determined that Oswald had acted alone. Uh, Oswald was a supporter of Soviet-backed Cuba. Um, it says that we know Oswald was in the Russian embassy in Mexico City. We even know who he talked to, but we don't know what was said. And then a few weeks later, Kennedy is shot. How does he have the money to travel this much? That's another question. <laughs> How does he get the money? Where is yeah. this money coming from that he's able to travel? Yeah, he's going to countries? Mexico. He's going to the Soviet Union. He wants right. to go to Cuba. I mean, that's. Right. I mean, flights are not cheap. Well, <laughs> right. I don't think he's flying to Mexico City. At that time, I'm guessing he probably took a bus. I don't know. And he um, probably took the bus are... to Cuba. Wow. That's a, that's a James Taylor he... song, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the article goes bus on to, to Cuba? say. Cuba? No, really. But yes. Yeah, I, 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 I let it go. Um, yeah. It may have been it's something that they overheard involving him and the Russians, or maybe the CIA had Oswald on the payroll. He might have been a double agent. Is it possible that the Russians ordered him to do it? Not likely. So it 
we're really not sure. Even this guy admits we need to know what happened in Mexico City. Right. So, um, yeah, that's the one he can't debunk is that the CIA was involved. You know, it, <laughs> I guess I can't either, but you'll well, ne- we'll ne- I, mean, I don't know that we'll ever know. Right. Um, it's such an odd, it's such an odd, um, there's so, there's so much to unpack in that one theory alone. Um, I mean, I've, you know, again, I go back to what I said at the start. We, we've had this, I, I've had this, and it probably had to do with watching things like JFK, this distrust of the government. Right. Um, but I, and, and I know we've talked about this before, the, the this distrust of the government, but that's kind of like a, um, I know I've mentioned it, it's almost like an American thing. Like, we don't believe what the government says. We're going to do this on our own. We don't need them to tell us what to do. Well, it's become, um, definitely become that way. Right, right. But uh, I, I think it's situations like this that, that make you think, well, no, this is this is one of the reasons why I don't trust them. Right. Because well, uh, it, it feels like there's something being withheld, right? Even if there's not, it feels like there's something that, that's withheld. Right. Let me rail on Americans in general real quick. <laughs> oh, and, here, this ought to be fun. Go and ahead. this actually harkens back to what, we were, what I was <laughs> kind of going off on last week when I, I talked about People saying that, you know, my opinion matters, and if you don't like it, you can kiss my backside. Um, right. Uh, the, the point that I'm getting to is everybody has this, in their mind, logical, you know, they can logic their way through anything. And so if it sounds logical, I'll buy into it, you know. And, and, right. and again, it, it goes back to when we were talking about, the Nazi airport that hate Hatfield, I almost called him Hatefield, sorry. Hatfield loves so much. <laughs> Hatfield, Hatfield. I didn't mean that. You know, but Tomato, tomato. You know, you go back to that episode and Hatfield said, it doesn't even look like it. And I said, it looks just enough. And, and Geldmacher, you backed me and said, that's the point. It looks just enough mm-hmm. to cast some doubt. So all you have to do as a conspiracy theorist is cast just an ounce of doubt. And that puts a, a rock solid case out of reach for, you know, you're not out of reach, but like uh, on the ropes, so to speak, so people can second guess it. And then all you have to do is get a little bit of mass media, essentially, and, and pop culture or a book or two or, or so anything that people will read or look at. And all sure. of a sudden they, they buy into it. it and all it's got to do is sound a, li- a little bit logical. It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. much evidence it ignores. It doesn't matter... Um, how uh, inaccurate the information may or may not be. It doesn't matter the source of any of the information. If you can put it together and get it out to people, they will buy into it. Well, it's kind of when I just start discussing World War II, I usually reference a passage from Hitler's Mein Kampf where he talks about the big lie. Sure. And he talks about how the bigger the lie, the easier it is for people to believe it because, you know, even in their own minds, they they lie about little things. Right. Sure. But to consider hey, that whoa, someone whoa, whoa, would whoa, whoa, lie whoa. about something. We are, so, whoa, hang on. We are not talking about those little things that we men are going to lie about. Do what? We are not talking about the little things that men lie about. No, 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 no. He's he's just talking about how people in general lie about little things. Yes, and men, and, we are not going to talk about those those little things that men lie about. 
Okay, well, I'm pushing <laughs> oh, that aside. So, <laughs> so he talked. He talks about how you know people in their minds cannot imagine that people would lie about something so grandiose. So that even if the evidence to the contrary, you know, is put in place and totally, um, you know, disassembles the the lying question there's always going to be this kernel of doubt right and sure. so when we talk about you know the uh the germans invading poland and the um the um japanese you know having a, a casus belli to invade manchuria uh, they're all based on lies and so sure. I think, you know, a lot of conspiracies are the same thing. It's based on this one little kernel of doubt that, you know, will always exist in somebody's mind. That's like maybe, but exactly, you know, it's a it's a way to, I think, uh, manipulate, you know, people or to foster some sort of distrust. Um, but, you know, no, you're, you're absolutely right. That, that that exactly all you got to do is cast a little kernel of doubt. And now it, yeah, it takes a, a, a rock solid case and brings it down. I mean, that reminds me of another. Uh, hold on, just a second. I, it reminds me of another major, major historical uh, significant person in history that I. There's a uh, more recent conspiracy theory about, and I am fully bought into that. I'm not going to tell you now. Huge deep tease. Sorry about that. We're going to talk about it after the show. Might be a future episode. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> we'll we? talk about it later. It's that's almost like rude saying, "Okay, I got." No, 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 no. Never mind. No, no, no. Hey, talk about. that's that's what we call in the business a deep tease. Yeah. Okay. Ex um, <laughs> sure. Sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. Seriously, where are we? I, I, I'm completely <laughs> no, lost. No, you were going to say something I trampled all over you. I apologize. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> Undoubtedly, oh, must I know have what been it was. something very important. No, I know what you it were was. The whole thing, no, the whole thing that, that Hatfield's talking about, and I'm going to back Hatfield here. I don't really know why, but uh, no. <laughs> um, he's talking about the whole kernel of doubt. Well, when you look at a major sure. defense of a murder... Um, or a major defense of any, or a defense of any major crime, or anything where it appears that it's probably an open and shut case. All the defense attorney, they don't have to go out and prove that they didn't do it. They just have to prove that there's possibilities that their client didn't do it. That that you know because you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, you leave just enough of a shadow, and all of a sudden you can win an acquittal, even though. You know, it may not appear that way in most circles, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, that, that's what defense attorneys are doing all the time. No, sure. You know, and we love defense attorneys. I mean, if you can, if you can throw one little wrinkle in that beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. You've won. Exactly. No, I get it. I totally get it. Yep. You know, so... Um, are there any other conspiracies out there? You know, we really I mean, have... there's a thousand. I mean, you talking about Kennedy, or there's just well, in general, yeah, no, there's cons... a thousand conspiracy Kennedy. theories having to do with. I mean, the, the number of shots, the gunman, you know, right. who was all involved. Um, there's the magic bullet theory. There's, I mean, there's literally 
um, dozens of ways you can take the Kennedy assassination alone. Right. And, uh, and parse it out. I mean, oh my gosh. Right. You know, whether there was how many gunmen there were, um, just, you know, <laughs> again, all the things that happened at Parkland. Right. Um, well, we keep referencing we can this. We go on for six more episodes. On this well, right. And we keep referencing this grassy knoll and the whole idea behind that. If, if I would imagine most people listening have heard enough about this to kind of know. But the idea behind it is that there was a second shooter on this grassy hill on the north right. side of Dealey Plaza is what they're referencing. Uh, the thing right. about it is they've never found a gun. They've never found a casing, a shell casing. They've never found a, a definitive video. You know, one of the things that, that my kids will always say, now, wait a second. Um, <laughs> when you look at the video, Hatfield, not Hatfield, he's not in the, in the car. What? Sorry, Kennedy. You're on my mind. Jason. You're obsessed. You are obsessed. <laughs> I've been watching. Hey, listen, I have been watching Homeland and my Pittman card came in the mail. Yeah, I'm a little obsessed oh, right boy. now. Uh, anyway, um, when Kennedy's sitting in the car and he gets hit, uh, everyone says, well, he, he rocked backwards. He rocked backwards. And I said, yeah, let me tell you why. I said, what do you mean? I said, well, let's go back to PT 109. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You remember that, guys? Mm-hmm. I told you it'd come back around 20 episodes later. Well, I'm smiling go. and nodding. I'm smiling and nodding. Yeah. Very proud of you. So um, <laughs> what happened is... In the PT-109 incident, he injures his back pretty severely. Um, not mm-hmm. like paralyzed, but major back issues for the rest of his life. And so yep. he would wear underneath his clothes a support, a plastic support thing that would help hold him up to take some of the pressure off of his back. Well, he's wearing that in the car. Right. Yeah, he's wearing a brace. So yeah. he's got this brace on. So that's the thing is you can see momentarily as the bullet hits, it shoots, it pushes him forward slightly, but as his body flexes and as that brace doesn't give, it's going to push his head backwards. And that's also the reason why he doesn't collapse when he gets shot through the neck the first time. Because it held him right. up. It's, it's like putting a ball on a tee. Because in most situations, you know, so the first bullet doesn't hit him in the head. The first bullet hits him in the neck and goes through his th- throat. Truthfully, it's a possibly, possibly a survivable wound. He's going to be screwed right. up for a while. But it's possibly a survivable wound. But when he doesn't fall down into the car, he, which in most cases it crumples you, but he's wearing this brace, which holds him up. So now there he is sitting duck with a second shot on its way, basically. Well, third shot, as it turns out, you know, and then so now you see this movement backwards. Well, it's really just him recoiling against that brace. That's, right. my, that's my contention. No, you're you're 100 percent right on. That mm. makes all the sense in the world. You know, and of course, there's my logic again, right? Because as long as I can make it oh, logical, you know. Ridiculous. So I mean, does that Your make me? Yeah, does it make me right? <laughs> well, but that does that make me right? I've got some evidence. It's like Hatfield, you know. I've I've got some evidence. Does it make me right? I don't know. And I'm not taking right. that. That's no, not I'm, a swipe at you, at you yeah. Hatfield. I'm saying when you make your your arguments, you make them with evidence. Sure. You know. So good point. It's a good point. Um. That that's kind of where I'm at on it. Uh, I, I guess I've talked a lot. I apologize. No, it's okay. And, it, no, and I think no. we've we've kind of determined that. I mean, for myself personally, even though I say I believe that Oswald probably shot and was alone and and did it by himself, that you know I'm I'm continuing to ask questions about it. 
I continually, you know, not continually, uh, when I think about these things, I, I, there's always that little bit of, well, what if, or what about this? Um, you know, there's always going to be something that's going to make me more curious about it, even though I believe that he ultimately acted alone. Right. All right. Well, there we go. Final thoughts? Uh, Warren Commission is closest that we've got out there right now. This is the closest book that's out there, unless there was somebody behind it as far as who told him to do it. Oswald did, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's, I agree. That's where I'm at. I agree. That's where I'm at. All right. Wow. We're consensus. This is awesome. Ooh. <laughs> Anybody got any oddly shaped airports to talk about as we all turn and look uh, to the east? Have we talked about Denver? I don't know. Have we talked about Denver before? You know, there there was, yeah, there's something just odd about that airport. Huh. I wonder what it is. You know, I just, <laughs> hang on. Um, it's, me... uh, it's, it's BS. That's what it is. <laughs> it's shaped oh apparently i think it's supposed to represent mountaintops what that's what i heard i i and you're just you're just choosing to look at it from a certain angle is all i i can't yeah from straight above Yeah, but you can look at you can look at it straight above north, south, east, west, or northwest, southeast, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you've used Google Earth. I'm on it right now. Well, I'm on Google uh-huh. Maps, but where's the Dallas airport? I want to see if Dallas Fort Worth airport. Here we go, DFW. Let's just see what we get here, and there it is. And it is shaped. Um, it's got some no, <clears throat> nothing wrong there. Nope, it's good to go. Nope. That one's good to go. There you go. All right. Let's look Dallas at Dallas Airport's clean. Congratulations. Exactly. Nothing wrong with the airport. Here, let's take a look at Dulles Airport real quick, just because I want to. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, Dulles Airport might have it. Take, <laughs> take a really? look. Take a look. God. Oh, oh, boy. God. Oh, no. Everybody go to your, go no, to your Google no, thing. No, it's missing no. a limb, but it's... Typhoon maps. I'm telling you, one more runway to the east on on the northeast corner. I'm telling you. Oh, man. (gasps) Oh, no. No, I. (laughs) There's more. Oh, man. Okay, I'm I'm pulling up Google Earth. I'm going to. There's smoke. If they were to take it and move the highway. If you put another runway Dulles, up there, Dulles International Airport. Let's take a look. Okay. If you looks, okay, zooming out. If you if that two sixty seven interchange wasn't there, boy oh boy. And you put another runway in. <laughs> okay, you, I'm zooming yeah. out. Yeah, I see it. Man, Are you oh man. kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Just Dulles International Airport? No, no. What is it? Do you not know shapes? You think that looks like a swastika. I'm saying it's one leg short of a swastika. (laughs) We're only doing parts of a swastika now to make it like officially Nazi? No, again, all it's got to do is look close. If you took a swastika, broke off part of it, and hammered the rest of it up against a wall, okay, maybe, maybe. (laughs) 
Uh, no, that no, I, I no, no this yes, is, you're you're reaching on this one. That's, I am no, I am not. I'm, I am not reaching on that one. That is legit. Uh, no, it's not. It's if that's legit, then uh, it, I question so much about what? No, about what? About what? Where where would I begin? Where would I begin? <sighs> that this is, is not a swath. Okay, no, you are. This is this is oxen shisa. That's what this is. That's not. That's no, not. it is not. It is absolutely Lagordia. I got to look at this Lagordia. Is not looking, have you? When was the last time you saw a swastika? Not that I'm around them all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, what are you doing that you're that you recognize it better than I do? Well, I mean, let's say I teach history. Yeah, one I, and you know we all do, but um. Yeah, I I don't um yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, fine. Well, I'll tell you what. Um I'm going to see if I can find breathe. I breathe. did, but tell you I what, was right. You take a screenshot of this and you show me through diagrams how this looks like a swastika and I will agree with you until then fake news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I. Oh boy, I got nothing. Like Hatfield, I got nothing. Mm. Uh, anyway, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, in the very opening of the show, you always say I got nothing, and we say we got you, and then you call us fat. Ch- uh, pudgy, Ooh. pudgy's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's like slightly big, but kind of cute. It's, yeah, it's kind of like it's 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 kind of uh, rotund, but in an attractive way. Okay, so fat. You call this fat? I did not. You're the one that's. Why are you? Why are you so defensive? I, the Glad. lady doth protest too much. Me thinks. Would you like to know why? Then he called you a lady. No, because I'm fat. I did. I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> he did call me a lady, and I am fat. Well, you just oh, own it, boy. baby. Own it. Oh, Ooh, you know it, girlfriend. Oh, no. All right. Well, I think we've basically, um, before we start going into what doesn't look like a swastika, <laughs> I think we should just go ahead and wrap this one up. All I'm saying is that that looks like a little old swastika there at Dulles. That's all I'm saying. Folks, you can uh, you can check us out on social media. <laughs> we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, also, wherever you get your uh, – wherever you hear us, uh, you know, throw us a like. Throw us a, a favorable, favorable review. Uh, tell a friend about us. Uh, have them subscribe. We would love uh, positive feedback. We would love go- to hear what you think about us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We uh, we're gonna cross over four thousand listens this week. Woo! And I think that means it's time for a fan contest. Yeah, we were we had talked about that last week, and we, never we just never did get around to that. So I think uh, we should try and probably publish something Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, we need a, we need a question. Like we need a like we should put it out right now. We need a question to challenge people. We haven't we haven't planned this at all, and you're wanting us to put something together right now on the spur of it. Yes, yes, I am. Okay, mm. never mind. We'll do it. On, we'll do it on the social media. 
We'll put something uh, on. We'll put something on social media uh, Monday or Tuesday. So keep a lookout, and um, all the correct answers will be thrown into a uh, a hat. And I believe it's Jason Rude this time that's supposed to be choosing it. Oh, that's yes, right. That is correct. Are we allowing repeat winners? Uh, no, not yet. No, okay. no. Oh, no. He was forceful about that. No, no. Nine, <laughs> as Rude would uh, have me have it. I no, that's only if you believed a certain airport looked a certain way. Right. Right. But well, I'm looking nine. at this book, and this book obviously looks like a swastika. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I don't know about you two, but I judge an airport on the content of its character. I judge an airport by its cover. <laughs> I judge an airport by how closely it resembles a fascist symbol from the 1930s and 40s. That's what I'm talking about. Its cover. <laughs> it's a cover story. It's it doesn't an, look uh, like that. It does. It. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> and with that, we're all. all right, well, go, go ahead and sign us off. Yeah, we're all gonna go take some Good. blood blood right. pressure medication. Uh, take a double dose there, anybody, <laughs> if you need to. And uh, we might drink some drinks, and we might, uh, you know, Coke might have uh, be involved. We'll see. Um, well, but anyway, we're gonna calm down and. Uh, We'll be back with you one more time. Well, not one more time. The next time here in about a week, and hopefully we'll have somebody joining us talking about something of their choosing so that we can try to come up with how swastikas ruin that topic too. (laughs) 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 All right. So for myself, Jason Rude, we are the History Bros with uh, Jason Hatfield and Brian Geldmacher. We'll talk to you in a week. See ya. Peace out. Deuces. 